Welcome to the Learn Something New Podcast, where each episode is dedicated to taking a deep dive into a new topic, whether it be current events, new tech, new adventures, or guest interviews. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn something new. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Learn Something New Podcast. I'm your host, Grant. And today we're going to be talking about a quote in a book that I read last night. Um, I have been reading the book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it's all about creating new strong habits and how to break old habits. Um, It just kind of re trains your mind on how to do these things. It's all based on a cue reward process um, that you need to be around the right cues to um, make the right habits happen. And then you get the proper reward. Um, It's a great book. I highly encourage all of you to read it. Um, I just recently started it. I'm only about halfway done with it and I've already learned a ton. Um, and it also gives you a lot of actionable steps that you can take throughout the day, um, just to kind of get those good habits going and stop the bad habits. But in one of the chapters I was reading last night, he was talking about, um, how you need to surround yourself in the right settings in order to create the right habits. And it included a little story from a, man in Hungary back in 1965. His name was Laszlo Polger. And he be- like was a firm believer in the fact that if you were surrounded by the right things, you could become a genius in it or an expert in it. Um, and his quote is, a genius is not born, but is educated and trained. And I really resonated with that quote. So I really wanted to talk about it today and just expand on it a little bit more. So a little context behind who Laszlo Polger was, he married a woman named Clara, and they decided to test this theory out on their children. Um, So they ended up having three daughters, and he decided that chess would be the most suitable experiment that they could use to run and test this theory he had of if they brought them up in a chess environment, surrounded by chess, and made it seem like it was the only thing, um, and that was kind of their like reward was doing well in chess and everything. He wanted to test and see if it would actually work. And if his children could become geniuses um, from their education and their training, rather than just having pure luck, I guess, and being born a genius, because I think a lot of people think, especially these days, a lot of people will write themselves off right away because they're like, Oh, well, I'm not uh, good at sports. So I can't ever be an athlete. I'm not good at making music. So I can't ever be a musician. Um, when in reality, if you spend the time and effort into it, um, you can do whatever you want. At least that's what I believe. And that's kind of what it's, um, Laszlo has also thought. Um, so they had three daughters, they had chess books all over their house. They had pictures of famous chess players everywhere. They had chess boards in every room. It, the kids were homeschooled so that they didn't have to like they were surrounded by chess all the time and they played all the time. Um, and so his oldest, Susan, she began playing chess at the age of four. And within six months of that, she was beating adults. Her, their middle child, Sophia, was even better than Susan. And she, at 14 years old, became the world champion and later became a grandmaster. And their youngest daughter, who is by far the best, by age 12, was the youngest player ever listed in the top 100 players in the world. And for at the age of 15, she became the youngest grandmaster of all time. And she was also ranked the number one female player in the world for 27 years, which I think is 
crazy. I am I, I I'm not very good at chess. I love playing chess. Um, and we were watching the Queen's Gambit last week, so chess has just been at the top of my mind recently. And I think it is crazy that somebody could maintain the number one position for 27 years um, at such a young age as well. So they obviously his experiments did work um, as weird as it is to think that he kind of ran an experiment on his children. It was a very interesting um, idea in my mind. And the whole chapter was about surrounding yourself with the right environment and relating to habits. Uh, James Clear was talking about how if you're surrounded by the right people and the right things going on, you won't be as likely to do the bad habits such as smoking. He said, if your friends are always smoking cigarettes or something around you, you're more likely to pick up the cigarette and vice versa. If you are the one smoking and all of your friends don't smoke, you're more likely to quit smoking. Um, so it was all about surrounding yourself in the right environment. And it related to the story because Laszlo basically surrounded his children with the environment of chess and it made them into chess players and amazing chess players at that. Um, the funny part is, is they talked about how the children would be interviewed and they love chess. Like the children didn't realize that it was kind of out of the norm to always be playing chess and to be so obsessed with the chess, like the game of chess. They would play it all the time. They in between their homeschool classes, they would always be playing each other. They would have boards set up everywhere. There's even a story that Laszlo caught, I think it was Sophia in the bathroom late at night one night playing chess by herself. And he told her to go to the to go to bed. And she basically was like, I can't stop playing. I love it so much. So obviously it's you could look at that and be like, well, that's kind of an odd obsession. Um, and I do think this might be a topic for another episode, but I do think that there is kind of a a strange um obsession of genius is when you're so good at something you just become so obsessed and engrossed by it that it be, kind of becomes your identity so I do think that that could have been part of it but I also find it just really interesting that they were able to do this and La Laszlo was not a professional chess player by any means he just thought that chess was would be the um, simplest way of testing the theory just because it is of it's it's an art form honestly you have to be very um, analytical with what you're doing. You have to remember all these different moves. Uh, I know I was reading once that chess players, the best chess players are the ones that just basically memorize all of their past games and they can memorize other people's games and they can kind of put the patterns together so that when they're playing, they know that if somebody puts a pawn somewhere, they can track back in their memory to the last 30 games that had the same moves and what the best moves were after that to get in a better position. Um, so I have found chess extremely interesting, especially after watching The Queen's Gambit recently, which I highly recommend you guys check out if you have nothing to do and you want to watch a Netflix show. It's just a one series, pretty short and sweet. Uh, but yeah. So going back to the children themselves, they were so surrounded by this that they didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, I think a lot of, I, I don't know, like for specific examples here, but I do know that like, if you are surrounded in an environment, you're going to do well. I think back to, I think the book referenced um, if an astronaut, like if you wanted to be an astronaut and you went to MIT a couple of years or not a couple of years ago, a while back, there were four astronauts to come out of the same graduating class. So if you wanted to be an astronaut, that was probably your best bet is if you were surrounded by those people because four of them went on to become astronauts. They were feeding into each other and it was just pushing that drive of everybody to kind of get to where they wanted to be. So it's all about kind of looking at the environment you're in and deciding whether or not it's going to 
cultivate you into that end product that you see for yourself, um, whether that be sports and you are always going to practice, you're working at a gym with other pro athletes. Um, it doesn't really matter as long as you're kind of bringing those, I don't want, know if vibes is the right word, but as long as you're bringing that feeling in and that motivation, um, because if you do see other people doing it, you instinctively think, oh, I can do that. On the same side, if you are never um, exposed to, uh, I don't know, if you're uh, going back to the pro athlete example, if you're never exposed to a professional athlete, it will always seem like this far off, distant, uh, unachievable goal. Like the, if you never are around that top level or you never get exposed to it, you never watch any videos or read any books by them and understand their mindset, it's going to be really difficult to kind of create that mindset on your own because we as humans don't really want to break off from uh, the norm. And if even if it's something that you think is better, it takes a lot of willpower to be able to convince yourself to push for that when you don't see it done anywhere else and you don't have anybody to kind of look up to. So it's important if you're trying to achieve a goal to find uh, role model or somebody who's kind of been there before that knows what it takes and you can kind of take in their uh, knowledge you can take in their personality I'm not saying become who they are but kind of understand that mentality that it took for them to get there uh, I think this is why having a mentor is so important if you're trying to get into any sort of field like if you're a mu musician um, a lot of musician musicians will work with um, higher up musicians and kind of learn from them, learn from their mistakes, learn from their experiences and have somebody just to bounce the ideas off of because they can, the goal of becoming a professional pop star or whatever is more attainable if they've seen somebody do it before, not necessarily because they're just going to copy exactly what they did, but it just shifts that mentality in your head to say, okay, this is completely possible. It's already been done. I'm not, breaking through a wall head first, I, there's a path that I can just follow. And if you are consistent and work hard towards it, you can achieve really anything. And I know I've grown up, um, I know my parents, I was very lucky, my parents never really made anything seem like it was out of the question of what you could do. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut and no one ever came along and was like, well, that's not going to happen. Um, although I, I wanted to be an astronaut, it was my dream. I, I after a while, it just kind of faded away and it really wasn't my dream anymore. Um, and I know a lot of other young boys feel the same way um, just because it's such a cool idea that, to be up in space. But going back to that, my parents never said, oh, you're not good at this. You can't do this. Don't even bother. I was or they never said I was never good at this. So you can't ever be good at it. Everything just seemed like it was possible and within reach. And I think that has helped me throughout my entire life to realize that if I want to do something, I just have to put myself in the right environment, find the right resources and just learn as much as possible. I remember hearing a story a couple years ago, and it was an artist who um, did just like black and white drawings. And she was talking about how when she grew up, everybody, everybody, she basically broke it down and said, when you're a child, we're all drawing and finger painting and painting stuff. And let's be honest, none of it really looks good. No person who's older can look at a kid and be like, okay, you're going to be the next Van Gogh and you have no future in this. But I feel like as the artist was talking about, as people get older, um, people plant the idea in their head that, oh, you can't draw, you can't be an artist. And so you automatically start thinking, oh, wait, I'm, I'm not good at drawing. I can't do that. And I follow the same uh, path. I know when people ask me if I can draw, I say, no, 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 I never don't. It's just stick men. 
And she was talking about how everybody can draw when they're younger. And then all of a sudden, no one's a good drawer when they're 10 plus years old. And she said that that it creates this weird environment where you might be a fantastic artist, but you were told when you were younger that you can't draw. So everything that you draw in your head, you think it's terrible when it could be amazing. But for some reason, we let other people's opinions kind of drive us out of these ambitions that we have when you're younger, whether it be to be an astronaut, whether it be to be a musician. Um, it's just she was basically saying that she was never told that she couldn't draw. So she just kept drawing and drawing and drawing. And with practice, you become better. But when you're younger, if you're told you can't draw, you're just going to stop practicing because it's in our minds, it's not worth it to practice for something if you know it's never going to happen or you're convinced that it's never going to happen. So I just always, I remember listening to that and now I actively try not to tell myself that I can't do something. For example, I didn't, I think a lot of people who are trying to start a YouTube channel or a podcast or just to start like an Instagram page, they, they think, oh, they look at somebody who's successful and that, that's not me. I can't do that. I don't, I can't take photos like that. I don't know how to write a book like that. And so I've tried as hard as it is sometimes is to just always kind of look at somebody and be like, okay, if they can do it, why can't I? We're all humans. We all have the same general abilities for the most part. And it doesn't, I don't understand why they are able to do it, but I'm not able to do it. So I, and then you just kind of, you work for it. Um, I know when I was trying to learn how to code in the spring, I looked at other people and I was like, all right, if they can code, why can't I, it can't be that hard. And there's YouTube videos out there. You can go learn it. I think right now we're in an environment that's more accessible than ever before to learning anything. You can become a chess grandmaster. If you put the work into it, you can become a successful artist all from watching some YouTube videos and like reading a book. Obviously it comes down to um, how much work you're going to put into it because I'm not saying that you wake up one morning and you're, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to paint the next starry night by Van Gogh. And all of a sudden by the snap of your fingers, you're a complete genius in art. I'm not saying that's what's going to actually happen, but I am saying that if you see something and no matter what your age is, I know I'm the 23 year old who thinks he knows everything about the world. And obviously I still have a lot left to learn. Uh, but I do feel like I've learned a lot in these last couple of years, just as I've kind of gotten older and I've seen other people go down a different path than me that I was in school. Because I think when you're in grade school and high school and or middle school, you're trained to think that we are all on the same path. You have to finish high school, go to college, get your degree, get a job and work until you're 60 and then retire. And then you do whatever. And it, it's more, it, for some reason, we're just trained that like, we're all the same person. When in reality, none of us are the same person. And I think this year, a lot of people have realized that. And I think as social media has developed as toxic, as toxic as it can be, I think it's also showed every, it's shown people that they, there are different people in the world. And as long as you find those people that are similar to where you want to be and you surround yourself by them, you can get to that level. Or if you want to be a musician, again, you can be a professional musician if you're surrounded by the right people. And I think uh, as the society has progressed and as the world has gotten smaller through all these online um, social media networks and just being able to see other people do stuff that you want to be able to do, it's given people a little more backbone in deciding to kind of jump on board. I know if it weren't for YouTube and the internet, I would have no business learning how to code or starting an Instagram page or anything. So it's, 
it's awesome that the internet has given people that ability back to um, go against the grain a little bit. Um, and you might be going against the grain for the people that you're surrounded with right now, but compared to the people that you're surrounded with like online, it might be a little different. Um, they might support you while the people that you're currently with might not. And you need to understand that if you truly want to get to that next level, take a step back from the people that are holding you back and take a step forward towards the people that are actively helping and showing you the goals to pursue. Um, obviously this can have very negative effects at the same time. If you surround yourself with the wrong people and the wrong environment, you will go down a dark path and it might be very difficult to step back out of that. So make sure you're watching who you're surrounded with, the people that you're by, the environment that you're in, because it can be a double-edged sword. It can be really good or really bad. And it just is, it just impresses me how much your environment has on, has an effect on who you are and who you become. Um, and also just on your general mindset. I think if you surround yourself by people who think that nothing is impossible, everything is within reach and they work hard for their goals, you will instinctively adapt to that because like I said earlier, as humans, we want to kind of mold into the people we're around. At the end of the day, we're all chameleons and there, there are some people that are able to just completely ignore everybody and just go on their own path and do their own thing. And they are very strong minded and they are people that I look up to because it's impressive to just completely disregard all these outside voices and just stay on their own path and go all the way. And, but for the most part, if you're like me or for the most people, you need at least somebody ahead of you paving that path because otherwise it just, you think you can do it, but it, there's still that little thought in the back of your head. Like, ah, I don't know about this. Like I don't, as we don't want to be embarrassed as people, it it's goes back to all of our like insecurities. Um, and I know I I'm the same way. I will look at something and be like, okay, I really want to do this, but has somebody done it before? Is it possible? And then you, you start getting in your head. Okay. Are people going to make fun of me or what's going to happen? Will this look good in my career? And it just kind of tumbleweeds into convincing you that it's not possible. So if you have that person in front of you, who's kind of cutting through the weeds and you're like, all right, it's going to be hard, but at least I have Jim who's doing it alongside me and we can become friends and I can look up to him and he can look up to me. And it's kind of like the buddy system. You're just plowing a path and people will begin to follow in behind you. Um, I mean, when people first started YouTube, I'm sure some of the bigger channels when they first started 10, 12 years ago, people were looking at them like, you are crazy. You're just recording videos of yourself talking and putting it on the internet for all these random people to see. And it, it looked weird at first, but now look at them. They have 12, 20 million subscribers and it, they're making their dreams come true. Meanwhile, the person who told them, oh, that's that's dumb. They're working some lazy job and they don't want to be where they are. And they're looking and they're watching the YouTube videos of the person they were making fun of 10 years ago. So I just think it's important to remember that you can do anything you want. You just have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to find those people out there that are similar minded, that want the similar things to you and that are showing others that it's completely within reason to strive for that. Like the Laszlo Polger example, he surrounded his children by chess, by successful people in chess. So of course they're going to think, Oh, well they're in my, there's a picture of that guy in my living room and he's a grandmaster. So why can't I be a grandmaster? Like 
it, you all of a sudden in your head, it shifts and you're like, well, this can't be that difficult if they're doing it. Uh, and I know that sometimes I'll look on Instagram and I'm in the middle of growing my Instagram page and I'll look at people and I think some people will look at others and be like, wow, they're doing it so well and I'll never be at that stage. And I look at people and I'm like, all right, he did it. So why can't I do it? My pictures are just as good or my captions are just as good. Or I look at it and say, okay, he's getting a little more traction because of this, or she's getting a little more traction because her videos are framed a little bit differently. And it kind of, I look at it and as all the things that I can get better at rather than looking at it and giving myself all these reasons of why I can never get there. Um, so it, I, again, it's just a mindset thing and it all comes back to who you're surrounded by, what you're doing and how much work you're willing to put in. Um, if you're surrounded by the people that make it look normal, you will instinctively think it's normal to work and work and work to your goal and they will support you along the way. I think, especially on Instagram, I keep coming back to it, but as I've surrounded myself with a community of like-minded people, it's built me up and I feel like I'm on a pedestal with all of them and we're all kind of building each other up one brick at a time. One person reposts somebody that helps one person out and they reciprocate and you comment and you like and you build these friendships and this community kind of tumbleweeds together. I've never understood why there, why on social media it's like a competition because no one... Just because my account's growing and somebody else's account is growing doesn't mean that like somebody else is going to suffer because of that. I look at it and say, okay, we're all growing our accounts together. Now all these smaller accounts are coming in because they see that it's possible and then we're able to help them grow. And I don't care if somebody who started later than me grows the following faster than me because I know that if I'm friends with them, it'll all work out in the end. We'll all build each other up and get to where we want to be together rather than this like king of the hill situation where everybody's ripping each other down to get to the top spot because there's what almost 8 billion people in the world or something there's going to be an audience for everybody out there you can't really steal somebody's audience on social media because I can look at 15 different accounts I don't ever go on Instagram and only look at one account and that's it I'm done the, everybody can share an audience and I think the more of a community that's created, it inspires more people to get on there and join the community, which helps everybody else out because there's just more content out there. There's more people to talk to. There's more inspiration for all these photos and it just creates a better environment for everybody overall. So I just wanted to talk about, I guess the premise or the general idea of this topic or the general idea of this episode was just surrounding yourself in the right environment and the effects that it can have on who you are and who you become. I hope you guys learned something from this. Um, I It might have just been me blabbling on, but I think it had the book especially just highlighted last night, an idea that's always been in my head. Um, and it was cool to see it as an experiment that he did on his kids, As again, as strange as that may sound. but And then to see how successful it was with two world champions and one of his youngest or his youngest daughter being the number one player in the world for 27 years, just because she was educated and trained to be that successful chess player. Uh, so yeah, if you guys have any comments on this episode, make sure to leave me a message on Instagram at learn something new underscore show. Um, and other than that, leave a review on Apple podcast. If you're using Apple podcast, and I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. <laughs>